This podcast is sponsored by House of Intuition, a house of love that is there to lift you and inspire you and delight you and give you the tools that you need to take your levels up higher so that you can recognize the power that you are and step into your leadership in a way that allows you to feel secure and safe in your knowledge and your practice. You can take many classes there from many teachers who are experts from all over with so much knowledge to share with you, to be able to fine tune your skills so that you are operating at a pristine level of excellence, as well as amazing candles to clear energies and blockages, powerful crystals and energies and books and all types of things inside the house awaits you. So go ahead, check out House of Intuition at www.houseofintuition.com. LA.com and be inspired and impressed how your intuition has led you there because you are ready to reclaim and rediscover and shine your power as a leader on earth. Love you. Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years, and with those stories came the emotional, spiritual and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek is a third-generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. Hello, beautiful tribe, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. I love you. 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 And if you haven't had anyone express the dynamic love that is available to us from the source, from the divine, from the trees, from the sun, from all of creation, and from every cell and every atom in your being, let me say to you so that you can know and understand the truth that you are loved. I love you. And I'm not just saying that. I mean that from the core of my being. I would die for you. I will stand in front of someone and take a bullet for you because I love you. Because to me, to give my life to put the power back in the people's hands and to assure their freedom for all levels of generations to come on this earth, it would be an honor to be able to serve you in the highest way. And if that is what I have to do to make sure that we and all the people and the animals and nature have a chance at survival on planet earth, I will do everything in my means that I can to see it through that you live a prosperous, happiest, joyous life that you deserve to have. You deserve to have the happiest, joyous, prosperous life filled with ease and grace. So this podcast is one of the many ways that I am expressing knowledge and wisdom to you because I am not here to be a guru. I am not here to stand above you. I am not here to to stand in front of you and tell you that I know more than you. No, I am here to hold space for all of us to get in alignment 
for this amazing, amazing transition into the golden age, into the revolution, into what the shamans know as the awakening dawn of consciousness, where we, beings of love, beings of consciousness, beings of light, beings of power, can operate from a place that is pure and kind and loving and centered and focused and placed in the heart of our beings and all beings. And we begin to see the necessary components of what it means for us to be transcendent. We get to be able to see the foundation of our truth, building a new ground in which to build community and build cities and build relationships and build new relations with people in a different way than the way that we have. So when you come here with the tribe and you gather with everyone in this tribe, everyone in the world, all over the world is listening and taking in this energy So sleep well at night, my darlings, and know that there are lots of people right now who have eyes open and they're getting opened by the grace of light that is inside of them, that is shining through them. And I am here to ignite that light. So I ignite you. I love you. I invite you and allow you to be here in this moment with your power, where no one else in the world is allowing you and giving you space and saying, hey, I allow you. That means I am saying right here, right now, as you are listening to me, I am saying, my love, come as you are. Whatever you've done, whatever you did, it doesn't matter to me. Whatever things that you feel that are shameful or dirty or nasty or wrong or incorrect, It doesn't mean anything to me. The only thing that matters is that you came to earth, that you came to earth and that you're here and that we get to be here together to usher in this new age of consciousness for all beings, not just for the ones who walk with two legs, but for the ones who walk with four legs and the ones that have wings that fly and the ones that live in the earth and the ones that slither on their backs the ones that are living in the oceans and the water. I am talking about all beings, not just human beings, but all sentient life beings, all beings that have a pulse of living inside of them that deserve a chance to live. I deserve a chance at respect from other beings for their existence. We are on such an interesting experience here on earth right now. And I know some of you are having an amazing time with this great transition. And some of you are not having an amazing time with this transition. And the reason being is because you are still holding on to attachments and expectations that you don't need to hold on to. There is no need for you to hold on to attachments and expectations anymore. I know you've been hurt in the past. I've been hurt in the past. 
You've been abused, molested, taken advantage of, abandoned, shipped here and there. You've had people hurt you, betray you, do horrible things to you, break up with you, leave you, steal from you, cheat you. I mean, I understand. I've been beaten. I've gone through pain. I've been through it all. I was an alcoholic. I got into drugs. I ended up in jail when I was young and still continued my shamanic training to be able to do what I need to do to complete and be able to serve humanity. It doesn't matter how many times that strap hit my skin from my father and my stepmom, how many times I bled, how many times I screamed in my room, being locked in my room for three months at a time. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What matters is what did I learn from those experiences? What did I gardener from those experiences? What did my mind take from those experiences? How did I take those those nuggets of knowledge and information and turn them into wisdom and power for everyone? I have seen lines of coke put in front of me. I've done them. I've done it all. There's probably nothing I haven't done on this planet. And All of those things have given me knowledge, have given me instruction, have given me ability to take that and shape and carve and construct a new me to be the possibility of love on planet Earth. People always come to me, I was molested, so was I. I was molested by my godmother when I was a baby, while she was changing my diaper. And I was molested by my male babysitter, taking me in the bathroom and doing all kinds of sexual acts to me. But still, I take from those things. I don't let those things be the burden upon me that I carry. I do not walk with rocks and stones on my back and carry the pains and daggers in my skin and harness these powers and utilize them to make Excuses of why I choose not to live my life and give it everything I've got. I have died. I've been in a wheelchair. I was on dialysis for almost 10 years. I've been in and out of surgeries and hospital visits. I have been in the most challenging situations in life. I've had guns put to my head. I've had people threaten my life. I've had all types of chaos and turmoil and just everything you could imagine that is destructive to the human being. And still, and still, each of those things I do not look upon in the negative way. I look upon them as a part of my journey to be who I am, my journey to recognize my own inner salvation. When I was a kid, I was locked in my room once for three months straight when the nanny was only allowed to push the tray in to give me my food and lock me back in my room under my stepmom's orders. I used to love Superman. I used to see all of the Clark Kent Superman films with Lois Lane and Lex Luthor. I was a Big, big fan of Superman. I actually believe Superman was real. I thought he really lived in our world. That's how much the movies inspired me. It made me believe that Superman was real. And every time 
I got beaten and dragged into my room. Every time I got locked into my room, every time I got smacked across the face or kicked in the stomach from my own family, from my own parents, I would go to the window, locked in my room for hours as if I was in my own prison, in my own home. And I would look to the sky and scream out, Superman, please save me. Superman, save me, please. Please save me. I thought my nanny would save me. She was from Portugal. I thought my other nanny would save me. She was from Iran. I thought someone's going to save me eventually from this turmoil and chaos and pain and suffering that I'm going through as this sweet little child who just wants to love, just wants to give, just wants to hug everyone and kiss everyone and tell them the beautiful things about heaven that I remember. Even though I had these powers, I knew every time a beating was coming, I knew every time I was going to get smacked on the face because the spirits told me. My ancestors told me. The winds told me. Nature told me. And I asked for Superman to come. And Superman never came. And I realized as I started to go through my life that I didn't need Superman. And I didn't need Wonder Woman. I didn't need Batman. And I didn't need any superhero to save me. I needed myself. Uh Uh-huh. I needed myself to save me. All that time I was looking out that window, all that time I was waiting for Superman to show up with that red cape with the S on it. I didn't even know that I was already there, that I was already the Superman that I've already asked to come. The Wonder Woman, the Dukes of Hazzard. In my time, those were the shows that I watched. Those were the things that inspired me as a kid. Bionic Man, Superman, Wonder Woman. I thought they would come. I thought they would all come. But I realized that I was all of them in one body. I was the Superman. I was the one able to endure the suffering and the pain and the hurt and take the bullets of my stepmom and my father and take the slashes on my back as blood ran down my back as I screamed out and fell to the floor. And I got back up in my father's face and said, do it again. I was the one who stood up to the bully at school. I was the one who stood up. I knew that I had to be my own champion, that I had to carry the torch for me, that I had to stand up for me, that I had to realize that when my mother left when I was a little boy and all the abandonment issues that I was going through as a kid into my teenage years wasn't the abandonment of my mother. And a lot of times people think, oh, my father abandoned me, my mother abandoned me, this person abandoned me, you know, I was adopted, all this kind of stuff. But that's not the true abandonment that takes place with the human spirit. The true abandonment that took place in me was I abandoned me. When my mom walked out the door, I thought I did something wrong. Why would my mother leave me? Why would she leave me alone? There must be something wrong with me. I must be a bad kid. And I abandoned myself the moment I thought that. And in that moment, I stepped away from who I was. I stepped away from who I am because I thought that something must be wrong with me. And what I come to realize 
through my journey, through my awakening, through my understanding, I began to realize that nothing was wrong with me and that my mom left because she was unhappy in her marriage because my father was unfaithful and he was male chauvinist and he focused himself on disrespecting women as he disrespected himself because you really can't disrespect a woman. You can only disrespect yourself as a man. If you're a man and you disrespect women, it's because you're disrespecting yourself. You have no respect for yourself. Because if you disrespect anyone in life, it's because you're disrespecting yourself. It means you have no respect for yourself. If you had respect for yourself, you respect other people. If you had love for yourself, you would love other people. If you had kindness for yourself, you would have kindness for other people. If you really cared about yourself, you would care about other people. If you were really about lifting yourself and taking yourself to a higher place, you would see the same for other people. If you really cared about nurturing yourself and being kind and, and honorable, to yourself, you would do the same for other people. That's really what it came down to. My mom didn't leave me. My mom left the situation that was affecting her and took custody of my other two sisters and left me and my sister with my father, thinking that there was going to be a trade-off at some time for us to be able to be with each other and stay in each other's lives. But my mom, it had nothing to do with her choices. For my mom, it had nothing to do with me. And I, as a kid, thought it did. And because of that, I caused myself a lot of suffering. How many times do you cause suffering in your life? Huh? How many times do you suffer in vain because you think that it has something to do with you? How many times do you suffer in vain and think that you have to go through all this suffering because of the things that other people made decisions on, other people made choices on, and other actions that they made in their life, and you think it had something to do with you. It could be a relationship that gone astray, or that person just walked out and you never heard from them again, and that's it. And you think it had something to do with you, when in fact, it always has to do with them. And we take this, this behavior of, this has to do with me, and we think that it has something to do with us when in fact it does not. But we convince ourselves that it does and we cause endless suffering and we call it suffering in vain. We're suffering for the sake of lack of knowledge. We're suffering for not having the data or the information to give us the guidance and the bigger picture of what exactly happened. When I sat back and looked at my situation with my mom and dad, my mom was in a very difficult situation with a man who was out cheating on her, uh, living in this life of misery and not being happy and just wanted to do everything she could to get out. And my mom, with the generosity of her heart, the kindness of her soul, the lovingness of her being, decided to leave her two children with him so he wouldn't be alone and be a father that was alone. And instead of him being grateful for it, he got more angry and more upset and felt scorned by my mom and did everything he could to keep her and my sisters away from me. Now, all that time as a child and up into my teenage years, as I was going into my shamanic training, I actually thought that something was wrong with me. My mom is in black. So I thought maybe she didn't like my color of my skin. Maybe she didn't want to have a boy. Maybe I was too too feminine for her. So I decided to start becoming a macho type guy like my dad. Maybe, you know, maybe she just didn't want, want a kid. Maybe she didn't want me as a little baby. Maybe I upset her. Maybe something went wrong. Whatever I thought, it was all incorrect. Because the reason why my mom left was for her. The reason why someone walks out of your life is because of them. And every single thing in someone's life, if they betray you, they can't betray you. You're kings and queens. 
They can't betray you. You're a child of God. You're an empowerful quantum creator. They're not betraying you. They're betraying themselves. They can't steal from you. Nothing can be stolen from you because it never belonged to you. It was given to you by someone else. Someone else poured their vessel into you to give to you and someone took it. That just means that, hey, that is on them. They're stealing from themselves. They're doing these things to themselves. These people are in in, in this type of uh, pain and suffering inside. It's not you. If someone steals something from you, so they stole it from you. Let it go. You're more than your material possessions. You are more valuable than your cars, your homes, and what numbers you have in your bank account. Never forget that. The moment you place anything of value outside of yourself is more important than you or is an attachment to you or a label to you that defines you, then you have made the biggest mistake in your life. The biggest, the hugest, the biggest, hugest mistake in your life. If you take the idea that something outside of you is more valuable than the human spirit, well, you just made the biggest mistake because you are taking an animate object and making it more valuable than the human spirit. How is that possible? Everything you see outside of you that is not nature and animal was created by human beings. We cannot operate in that level of discord within our consciousness. We must weed that out of our consciousness and send it into the fire of love and burn it and release it from our beings because there is no power in that space. There is no power in the space of seeing something greater than you. There's no power there. You, not only are you not acknowledging the beautiful, bountiful gift of love that was given to you by creation, you are just looking at creation and saying, I don't think you mean anything because what you created, which is me, isn't worth nothing other than my car, my home, my money in my bank, how hard I work, what kind of friends I have, all many likes I have, all the hearts I get, and all of that stuff, it don't mean piddly squit. I'll tell you what does mean something. What means something is your spirit. Your spirit outweighs all gold. Your spirit is beyond all gold, my loves. Your spirit outweighs all materials. Your spirit is beyond comparison to anything made by men and women on this planet. No one can abandon you. No one can hurt you. Only you are allowing it to be in your mind. And that's what we get into here, the mind. So let's talk to spirit. Let's talk to spirit and let's sort this out. Let's get to the bottom of this situation because it's time that we do. Don't you think so, my loves? Don't you think so, my loves? Yes, I do. I think it's time. It's very much time. Spirit, why do we as human beings place material objects in front of our spirit? The reason why you place material objects in front of your spirit is because you don't see the value of your spirit. You don't understand the value of your spirit because you haven't been given a reference point in which to, to guide that understanding of that value. You see, your value of your spirit has been led by the idea that you only matter as long as you do something good or worthy or promising to another person or to your own creator. 
That destructive consciousness had came from the darkness and has been weeded into the consciousness of people for dawns of time. We, the spirits in the spirit world and the great council, have been doing everything within our measure of love to be able to support and lift and be able to give you a new consciousness in which you can identify yourselves beyond the constructs of that fear-based thought, of the idea that your value is only antiquated unless you keep the value up in being enslaved to an idea or to a system or to a thought or a feeling that you are retrieving or looking for within another person or from your boss, from your family members, and from your friends, and from your society at whole. That discord is being lifted out of the consciousness, but in order for it to remain lifted, child, in order for all of you who are listening, in order for it to be lifted, you cannot put any type of value onto anything greater than you. You must know the value of your being is the being that is beyond anything that any human being could ever create. Your value is even greater than that which could be ever molded or formed through metal, through clay, or through wood. You are a powerful being with limitless power. There is no tag or value that can be placed upon you. You are a lumen. This gives you the ability to step into the awareness that you matter. The only thing you must always remember is that you are love. You are love. That is who you are. There is nothing else than that. What you are is pure love. And that love is transcendent among all things. It never dies and never goes away. It only changes form. So you're saying that in order for us to be able to see our value, we have to let go of the idea that any of the things we have in our life and everything that we're doing in our life and anything that's happening in our life is giving us value. In order for us to do that, that um, we have to be able to detach from the idea that something outside of us is giving us value. So you mean like, like a college degree or a car or a house or how much knowledge we have or how much, who we dating, who we're married to, what we own, where we've been, what we've done. All of those things we have to detach from and just appreciate them as gifts that will come and go and offer doorways to open and close as according to where we need to do and what we need to navigate. But what you're basically saying, Spirit, is that once we let go of those things, we see the value of our being sitting in the center of all of those things surrounding us. We are in the center of all things, and therefore we're valuable, not by the things that we attach to us, but by the fact that we just are. That is correct. When you recognize that you are without the need to attach anything or place any type of uh, restraints upon yourself or conditions upon yourself in order to work for that value or to exceed into that value through another person's eyes or words or vision, you are able to see yourself. And in that moment, you become a part of the total understanding of the universe. You become illumined. You become constantly eternal. This is a beautiful thing. 
Thank you, spirit. And spirit, so when it comes to how we operate in life, when people are dealing with one another, um, when someone is acting out of character, when someone is not being kind to another person, what does that mean? What that means is, is that that person inside is in pain. They're suffering inside of themselves. And they can't be kind to another person when they're not kind to themselves because inside of their being, there's rot, there's poison, there's darkness inside of them. And this is causing a problem. How does that darkness get inside of them? There's a lot of things that are causing darkness to get inside of people. A lot of the reasons why darkness gets inside of them is because they don't think correctly. They're not using their mind in a way that reminds them constantly that they are beautiful, splendid, divine, loved, cherished, embraced beings of opulence, joy, and love at the highest order. They are not operating from the place of recognizing this in their truth. And so therefore, they are seeking it from the outside world. It is unfortunate for them to do so because when they do, it limits them. It holds them down. It tells them that their value and their worth is not antiquated into something that they do or something that they say in order to be liked, loved, or appreciated by another person or themselves in general. In order for human beings to be able to move forward, they're going to have to see that they are more than the things in which they acquire in their life. And to also to understand that the declaration of spirit is held in the foundation of love and held in the understanding of one's existence of that space. It is only then do they, are they able to understand the divinity of their beings. As they marvel at the wonders and awes of the world, such as the great mountains and lakes and rivers and stars in the sky and the beauty of all things, they must marvel at themselves as well because they are part of that beautiful picture. Thank you. And so um, so basically when someone is not coming from a place of love, you're saying that's one of the ways darkness gets in. What's another way darkness gets in? Darkness also gets into the body by the things they put inside of their body. For instance, when they put alcohol inside of their body, they are taking a spirit into their being. Before they even drink the alcohol, there are beings in the underworld or in the world of distortion that are watching them, waiting for them to put this medicine in their body. This medicine was used in ancient days an apothecary on your planet by ancient sorcerers of old time to pull spirits out of the body. The spirit that it would pull out of the body is you. When the ancient apothecaries and magicians worked on creating these formulas, they utilized these formulas to pull your spirit out of the body so that they may be able to create instruction upon the body through devices or through medical things that you see today. This is a medicine that was created by these alchemists, by these sorcerers, by these people in the old world, the dark ages, that used it to pull spirits out of the body as well to bring spirits into their body to take over them. It has been used since a long, long time in human existence for two reasons. One, for medical reasons, and two, for magic reasons, reasons that represent sorcery. Reasons that, that take out the spirit so that another sorcerer or being of dark form can infuse themselves in the human body. 
When someone drinks alcohol, they are taking their spirit out of the body and allowing another one to come in. The spirit that comes in is a ghoul. It feeds off of the life force. It feeds off of their cells. It feeds off of their mind. It feeds off of their emotions and drains their life force. They don't know that every time they let this ghoul into their body, it is sucking their life force out of their body, which is destroying the fabric of their lives. They don't even realize that certain opportunities that were coming their way, doorways that were being opened for their success, immediately get closed because the ghoul sucks the light and the energy inside of them that is creating the magnification of that hologram to show up in the physical world. That ghoul that comes into the body feeds off of the body. If the body becomes too toxified by the poison of the old alchemist sorcery medicine, then the person will go into a blackout. The reason why they black out is because the spirit is so far removed from the body that the ghoul is trying to bring in another being. But the body's protection mechanism puts them into a blackout. But too many of these can dislocate the spirit in other dimensions. And the person who is operating in that space will begin to act in ways in the physical world that they are not used to acting in. When we drink alcohol, we are allowing our spirit to be disconnected from our body. That means that our tether of our spirit gets pulled away from our body far enough for another entity of the darkness to get into our body. That spirit moves through our system. And that is the reason why you see people acting crazy and doing all of these things. Their inhibitions are down. All of these things are happening because that spirit is joyriding their body like a car, like a train. And we don't know what that spirit may do. That spirit may hurt someone. It may hurt itself. It may do a lot of things, say a lot of things. We just don't know. And that's why it's really important to know what types of medicines you're putting inside of your body and why. If you don't know why you drink and you don't know why you smoke and you don't know why you need to take ayahuasca or if you need to do cocaine or if you need to do any of these things, then I suggest you find out why do you need it? And don't give me this. I need it because it's fun, because you can have fun in many other ways. Why do you need that medicine? Where are you sick inside? What inside is plaguing you that makes you feel that every time you sit down to eat, every time you're out with friends, every time you go to a bar, every time you go to a party, you have to pour poison in your system? Not just poison, but alchemy poison that was created a long time ago to bring your spirit out of your body. And now that is sold right down the street at your grocery store and liquor store, but you don't see them selling cocaine at the liquor store. You don't see them selling crystal meth at the liquor store. No, they put it in different types of products and substances and drugs that you take over the counter. However, they serve you this poison because they know this is something they can get away with and make it so fundamentally accepted worldwide, not all countries accepted, so that you can let these spirits in and you can dim your light and be a slave to the system. That's not right. 
You're not meant to be a slave to the system. A child of light, of infinite power, is not meant to be a slave to the system. Why are you giving the system its ability to hurt you, to limit you, to hold you back? Why give the system more power than it already has over the lives of human beings? Just so you can go out and hang out with your friends or go to a, a bar and they're toasted up and do all of these things. Don't you realize they're ripping your spirit out of your body and selling it to you over the counter and acting like it's this wonderful thing called alcohol? When in fact, it has nothing to do with anything other than being a formula that was created in the dark ages. In the dark ages, utilized for torture, for manipulation, for sorcery, for dark magic, for things that were not meant to happen to human beings. And our government, our own government, our own system, Make sure that it's on every bar, every club worldwide so that you can just keep yourself drowned out in poison so that they can manipulate you through the TV screen, manipulate you through music. And let me talk about music for a second because I just really got to go into it. Next time you listen to a song and you're bopping in your car or you're having a good time listening to the song, I want you to listen to the lyrics of the song. I want you to listen to the lyrics and I want you to ask yourself, do these lyrics uplift you and shift you? Are they taking you to higher heights? Or are they programming you emotionally? Are they programming you to take action on certain things that would happen in your life similar to what you're hearing? You know, are they, are they saying uh, the things that are taking you to higher levels in prosperity, in love? and health, and wellness, and the things that you need in your life in order to have sustenance, okay, sustenance in your life, not poison. Because you would be surprised that a lot of people in the industry who are musicians, and artists, and hip-hop rappers, and you name it, okay, are being manipulated through the system by these big, big, big music companies who are allowing certain lyrics to be spread out over the radio, out through all the musical networks, to program you on top of you putting alcohol in your body. So now, let's get this straight. You go to a party, and unless you're listening to house music or country music or something that is actually giving you sense of like well-being or presence... Right, Because I'm not saying all country music is good for you, but I'm saying anything that has lyrics that are lifting you and shifting you is good for you. Everything else is programming you, poisoning you, manipulating your energy field, shifting your internal energy system, and creating subtle energy fields in your body that are blocking and limiting opportunities, money, love, and a lot of other things from coming in your life. And you might think, Oh, Dirk, what are you talking about? Shaman Dirk, come on. What are you talking about? No, my loves, what are you talking about? Listen to the things that you talk about. What are you talking about? When you listen to music, what is going inside of your ears? Let your ears be golden. Let they be the sensors of your your mind. Let your ears be the sensors of your mind that... Let them be able to discern 
your ears to discern that which is entering into your mind. If someone said to me, Shaman Durek, and sort of talking all kinds of derogatory ways, I my ears would sense the words that are being said to me, and then it would not allow it to pass into my mind. My ears would say, you see, these words are not incorrect data. They are not bringing love. They are not lifting. They're not bringing prosperity. They're not bringing opportunity. They're not making me feel lit. I'm not on the lit train anymore when I listen to these words. So what I'm going to do is shut my ears to them and open up my heart to the person because obviously this is what they have inside of them and this poison is inside of them and the spirit inside of them that is saying those things out of their mouth to me to get the poison inside of me so it can transfer its energy into me and it can be in two bodies at once. I'm not going to have it. You see, we are at spiritual situation here on the planet. And it's not just what comes out of the Trump's or any world leader's mouth who is being uh, tyrannic and um, egotistic and all of these things. No, it is coming out of the very mouths of your friends who sit on your dinner table, the people at your cafe, the people around you. Don't get mad at these other people. They are just emulating that which you are already listening to in your songs, in your music, and in things that you're doing to your own body, every time you go out, you feel like you have to get yourself liquored so you can re- let go and feel like you're burning off steam when in fact, the only thing you're burning off is your soul. And it's got to stop. And you might listen to this and say, you know what? I don't care. I'm still going to do it. Then you go ahead and do it. But let me be the harbinger. You are being turned into a donkey, into a sheep. I don't know if you've ever seen uh, the, the cartoon Pinocchio, where the kids were so enticed by all the candy and fun they could have at Funland. And then they got there and they all turned into donkeys and then all got corralled into the trucks and sent off to life of enslavement. These cartoons, these things you see, are, have messages hidden in them. Messages hidden inside of these stories. You see, in shamanism, storytelling is wisdom telling because in the story, you learn from another person, from a tribe. These are stories. Everything that's telling a story, you're learning from. These things are real. They are real. When you watch shows like AI, And you see, talk about opening portals through these movements. There is a movement in shamanism called the spirit passages, where you do certain movements and make certain sounds and doorways open to other dimensions. And we pass our consciousness into them and travel into them to find the beings or the spirits in that dimension and see what type of beings we're dealing with in that dimension. And if they can help us in some way, some form, or let's build a relationship with them because we never know when we might need their support and we get their support by building a relationship with them. We call it shamanic navigation. And they have people meditating now, uh, choosing to seek silence in their meditation, wanting to go into a a, a very drone-like state, a very robotic state of just listening to silence and feel like that's really getting them somewhere. The only thing that's getting you is teaching you how to be calm and how to center yourself. That's great. But what you really need to do is you need to go on journeys. You need to go on journeys. You need to be able to go into a place where you can enter and stand at the ocean 
or go into a space where you close your eyes and you simply say, transport me to where I need to be in order to learn. And then look at what images and feelings come through you and let the spirits guide you. That's the shamanic way becoming a navigator. So when you go to bed at night, you can navigate those dreams as well. You're not just a character in them. You're actually a navigator and a a wonderful, amazing spirit navigator. That's the reason why when people do plant medicines and so forth, they don't know how to navigate. So they're just watching the show like watching Disneyland, a world of color, or watching some fantastic show on Broadway, or watching some kind of light show in the sky with fireworks. That's all they're seeing. They don't know how to navigate the energy frequencies. They don't know how to navigate the portals that are opening up in front of them because they weren't taught navigation. Because human beings just want to be spectators. They don't want to get involved. They don't want to learn what it takes to get involved. You can go into meditation and go into a transcendental meditation. By all means, go ahead. You're going to feel very relaxed and very centered. But are you going to access the deeper levels of your consciousness that will open up doorways to other dimensions and introduce you to other beings that live in different dimensions or live into deep space or live into other places that you can't travel to by spaceship or metal craft that you would have to get there through consciousness movement? Now, did you know that your consciousness, your mind is a time machine? It can go into any dimension at any given time. It can even go into a possible future. That means, and when I say possible future, that means that your future is not yet created until you start thinking and talking the way you do right now. And the past then becomes that of that now. And that past becomes your next experience of your now. That becomes your future. So the future of possibility is based on thought. The future of possibility is based on action. The future of possibility is based on emotional feelings. So if you're feeling down right now, and if you're feeling hurt, and if you're feeling uh, that you don't have this and you don't have that, I can guarantee you you're creating a, a future of possibility of more lack. Because what you do now becomes the past, and what the past then becomes your next now. That means that would be your future. So you see, your mind is a time machine. It can travel to any place at any given time. And it can even transport information, energy, resource from that place. And did you know that the government, the world government already knows that? The world government has been practicing with this way, way back when the government first started building its foundations. So knowing how the human mind and spirit work, that's why they're okay with alcohol going out in the public. That's the reason why the government's okay with certain things happening because they want you to dull yourselves down, numb yourselves out so they can program you. That's why they let certain people in the music world make it and certain other people don't get signed contracts. It's not because of the fact that you're not an amazing musician or amazing at what you do. It's because you're not following the system that wants to control, pollute, and subjugate and enslave those who are listening. And seldom do you find a musician who rises out of that and starts making their own words, their own things, but then they have to face the public. And sometimes they're told they're crazy because they have thoughts that human beings don't want to accept because it's too radical for them to hear, too difficult for them to take in. But it's true. There's a lot of truth in what they're saying. A lot of truth. There are some radical people out there who are public figures who are doing things in a radical way and people are giving them slack and not even realizing they're here to help liberate you. 
Anytime you see the mass public start attacking someone for something that they don't understand or that is different from what they're understanding in their normal understanding of process, meaning what is fed to them by media, what's fed to them by television, what's fed to them by the music industry, what's fed to them through social media, I guarantee you that person has something to say that is valuable for humanity, even though people may not like it or not. If there are politicians and dictators in your country who are doing things that make your people feel subjugated and small and held back, that's because the people have already been subjugated, small, and held back. And they are a puppet, shadow puppet, brought forth from the spirit world to show you how you've been operating inside of yourself in ways that you may think you're spiritual. But let me tell you something. If you are a spiritual person and you are poisoning your body, you are letting streams of darkness get into your being and take residence. Certain parasites climb into the holes that you're creating in your aura. Certain holes that you are manifesting in your subtle energy field inside of your electromagnetic energy field is becoming dense and the frequency isn't as strong. And let me tell you, those beings in the underworld, those middle plane beings, those beings that are needing something to feed off of in order to gain more power, so they can be able to do more things are going to look towards you because you are a feeding vessel for their delight. People always ask me, Shaman Dirk, why don't you drink? Why don't you eat meat? Why don't you put these things in your body? Because they're poison. There's not the things that you don't understand. You don't understand what happens when you eat flesh. You don't understand what happens when you put these things in your body. I feel like crying right now because I want you to truly understand. It's not about just being a vegan or a vegetarian and not become, be drinking alcohol or putting these types of substances in your body. It's not about that. It's about what exists beyond the veil of your, of your eyes. What exists beyond what you can see. You can't see the invisible until you build your powers to see it. And when you do, you would stop doing all of those things if you saw what was really happening to you. If every time you ate meat that is rotted flesh, death flesh of a living animal's carcass, you don't realize what types of parasites in the spirit world are crawling into you at night as you sleep with that yummy hamburger that you digested into your being? How many parasites are crawling into your brain, into your body, into all these different areas of your being because you digested death into your being? There's an old movie that I love so much because it really connected with me as a child. It was called The Golden Child. If you ever get a chance to watch it, let this be your homework assignment. I can give you some really great homework assignments. One of them being The Golden Child. The Golden Child with Eddie Murphy. Old film. I think it was filmed in the 80s, if I recall. But what was very interesting about this film and where the wisdom lied in this film was that there was this golden child and then there were the darkness and the darkness was coming after the golden child. And there's a woman and then there's Eddie Murphy's character needing to save this child from the darkness. But the darkness didn't want to um, 
couldn't kill the child or hurt the child because its light was so powerful. What it needed to do is get the child to do something that poisoned its body with darkness. So it kept trying to feed the child food with blood of, of, of cow in it, of, of chicken blood and different blood of people in there because death energy makes a huge hole in your energy field and allows parasites and dark entities to seep in. And once they seep in there, they slowly start to take over your, your energetic system. They start slowly, some of them a little bit more intense. And all of a sudden, you start noticing you're attracting certain types of people. You're being put into different weird types of situations. That's because your energy field is being polluted by dark energy influences known as parasites to shamans, which you will notice shamans taking eggs in certain cultures and cleaning it out of you or saging you or putting you into Temescal. Uh, some shamans will have you bathe yourself in certain oils and certain types of energies to clean that off of you. Some shamans will bury you in the earth and keep you in the earth until the earth heals you. Some shamans will um, blow certain smokes and herbs on you. Some shamans will um, put ice around you in certain Nordic cultures and draw certain runic symbols on your skin to rid you of these types of parasites. For me, myself, I call on ancient elders to go into your body and pull the parasites out, and I teach you how to do it yourself, known as spirit hacking. However, they're there. And if you're a person who's polluting your system by drinking and eating death and putting all types of toxic stuff inside of your body that was created by this matrix, by this system, to make sure that your certain functions of your brain won't function, so you'll never be able to move things with your mind, you'll never be able to draw upon energy at will, you'll never be able to have your psychic senses, your intuition, your certain sense that your senses and your sensorium, your ability to sense emotion, your ability to sense energy frequency, your ability to sense wave frequency that are being used by certain types of beings and technology that the system has worked working for them to program us at sleeping at certain times when the certain moon phases come, they send these waves of energy out. And if you don't have your, your frequencies at a high and you're not carrying certain types of wards, such as stones and certain things that you've empowered with certain energies to block these energy frequencies from affecting you, but all of a sudden you wake up and you've got something wrong with your body, something wrong with your health, something wrong with your mind, that's because you are not taking necessary precautions to block these energies from these malicious energy forms that are affecting you because you're not raising your frequency of love, kindness, generosity, playfulness, ecstasy, passion, orgasm, pleasure, laughter, and remember, orgasm doesn't just a sexual thing. Orgasm is an energy source. If we are going to move beyond these chains that have been put on our minds and put on our bodies and put in our life, we have to break each chain. Each link in that chain is a behavior that we do in the world. Each link in that chain is going to free us from being slaves to a system that wants to poison us and shut down our powers so that we have no abilities. You know, People marvel off of getting a tarot card reading, a psychic reading, or, you know, John Edwards and all these people who can speak to the dead and do all of these things. But these people are not special. I'm not anything special than you. In fact, 
everything I can do, you can do as well. Everything they can do, you can do as well. The only thing that's limiting you is your thinking, the poison you're putting in your body, and the things you're listening to on the radio that are being put into your head. All of the things that your friends are saying, your family is saying, and the peers and your society is saying that is not uplifting you and showing you how much power you have as a human being. Anything that limits you from showing you how much power you have as a human being, you need to question and you need to discern. You don't need to judge it. Remember, judgment is making something right or wrong. Discernment is deciding if it's in harmony with you or if it's not in harmony with you. And let's not talk about resonating because resonating, if you say I don't resonate with something, that means you obviously do because you're putting your attention on it. Harmony is what you seek. Harmony is the understanding of constant flow of joy, love, and feeling of well-being throughout your your entire system. You want to be in harmony with things. If you're not in harmony with it, then you need to get in harmony. If you're not in harmony, you're in disharmony. If you stay too long in disharmony, you go into disease. So we want to get out of disease, get out of disharmony, and get into harmony. Okay? So really pay attention to what it is you're doing. Ask yourself the question, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? What am I getting from it? What is my trade-off? What is my payout? You see, darkness always pays you out for the light and energy it gets to feed off of you. I want to say that again because I really want you to understand this. Darkness gives you a payout every time you decide to give up a portion of your light. Look at it like a payment plan, right? So darkness payment plan for people who need to be control, controlling things all the time is they get to feed off your light. They get to take opportunity away from you, which is also your light. They get to block you from opportunity um, that could be beneficial for you on so many levels, both your physical body, your mental body, your emotional body, and your spiritual body, as well as in your life with other people. That's also considered um, valuable, which is also your light. And it can basically, anything that's based in control can limit you from joy, happiness, can limit you from, from having an amazing adventure that leads you to a new possibility of yourself. All of that will be taken away from you, and that's light. So think of light as currency. Light has the measure of currency more so than money does on planet Earth. Light, energy, sound, vibration. Light, energy, sound, vibration is something you really need to think about. Because when you are giving away energy, such as words, you're giving away light. If you're giving away light to people out of your mind, out of your body, out of your being, then you need to make sure that that light is also lifting you up as well so that you're replenishing it as you're giving it out. But let's say, for instance, you're arguing with someone or you're getting into a spiff with someone. That means that you're actually giving out light and you're not getting it back. Instead, you're getting poison in return. Anytime you bring your reaction to something that is negative and and react to it, you're giving out light. So just see it like a spiritual bank just being just being taken away from you. It's just being taken, right? No, nothing. It's not being replenished. It's just people going to your bank and taking money out of your bank. Okay. When you are spiritually bankrupt, when you are, that means that your light vessel, your light spirit, your being of illumination is not being replenished anymore and it's being drained until there is nothing left. That's usually when people leave the planet. That's when they commit suicide. That's when they've had enough being here. They're not into it anymore. That's when they've, they've lost, they go into depression. They go into uh, complete, complete disconnect of their, of themselves. 
Not that they ever could be disconnected, but when I say disconnection of themselves, means they turn their mind away from themselves. They turn their back on themselves. They deny their spirit. Okay. And this is a problem. And then, then all of a sudden they become the walking dead. And now you've got a bunch of people walking around who look like people, they dress like people, but they're really the walking dead because now they're just programs of the system. The system tells them what to do, how to eat, how to this, how to that, you know, how their relationship should look, how they should have kids, what they should buy, what, and what would make them look successful, what would make them this. That's because they have drained out so much light. And so the system has taken all of their networking internal system and turned it into the networking of media. And all of the things that media is doing, the system will constantly keep feeding them telepathic, unconscious information that will keep guiding them down a certain path. This what I call the walking dead. You don't want to be with the walking dead. So if you are a walking dead and you're listening to that, that means that somewhere inside there's a glitch in the system and you're having glimpses of waking up out of this nightmare. I encourage you right now to open up those doors a little bit wider and do something very radical of something you've never done before. So if you're afraid of heights, jump out of a plane. If you're afraid of spiders, put a, go, go to a place where you can touch a spider. You know, whatever it is that is going to get you to lean into an inversion makes the system weak against you. It is the way to deny programs. The more you learn how to break your own fear patterns is the more you're able to discern when you're being programmed and how to break them very quickly. That means that spirits and energies and the system itself that is using these other powerful beings on the planet who have powers are utilizing them for dark purposes to keep humanity as slaves will not affect you. You will be known as an outcast, a black sheep, and that's okay. Guess what? That's okay. Rather be a black sheep than a white sheep who's getting slaughtered. So the black sheep runs away. The black sheep denies it's slaughtered. The black sheep is doing things differently than what everyone does. And that means there's a glitch in the system. And that makes you in the, and what we, when you saw the movie, The Matrix, that makes you a Neo. That means that you are waking up out of the matrix. Okay. So I share these things with you because I really want you to bring harmony. And I want you to understand the love and the value that you have in your life. And I and spirit, is there anything that um, you want to say to the people before um, we leave? Uh, spirit says, um, "I've you've said a lot, Shaman Durek, and we're very honorable of the things that you're sharing with them. We love you so much, and we're all cheering for you in in the realm of light for all beings on Earth. We're cheering for all of you to be successful and triumphant in what you've come to do, which is to bring the darkness into the light." and create a new city, a new planet, a new world. And this is what it's about. And so thank you so much, beloved beings. We love you all so much. Thank you, Spirit. And I love you, and we love you, and we're so great, grateful that you're always with us. Great counsel, and we're so happy that you're always with us uh, and sharing with us when we need information. So the thing is, everyone, I love you so much. These are the things that you can do to shift your life, to lift your life, transform your life and create a new life with new foundation and new possibility. Clean your system from these toxins and poisons. Do not fall into the trap of music and the words that are programming you. Know who you're talking to and what's coming out of their mouth. Don't accept anything with your ears that is not coming with pure love. And know the truth of what love really feels like, looks like, and is. And you will be triumphant in everything you do. 
So thank you so much for being here on Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Please, if you get a chance and you're not following me on Instagram, do follow me on Instagram. I leave a lot of powerful posts that are there to transform, lift you, and give you more material for you to enlighten your mind with correct data. Also, you can go and sign up on my mailing list if you want to study and train from me, find out where our workshops I'm doing, where I'm going to be, in what city, and where in the world. And check out my Instagram uh, videos and Instagram lives. I do a lot of Instagram lives as well. And I love you. I love you so much. And I appreciate you. I value you. I honor you. I see you. And I need you. And all of us are in this together. We're in this together. We're all equal in this together. So let's bring the revolution and let's bring it hard with love. Bye, everyone.